We are Artist Uprising. We have started a movement. Call it a revival for arts and entertainment. Call it a renaissance or united belief. That creativity should be undoubtedly expressed in a way that shapes culture for the better. That artists should have the resources they need to do the work that runs through their veins. And with the gathering of resources, we will one day abolish the phrase, starving artist. Day and night, the movement does not cease, for creativity never sleeps. Hey everyone, welcome to the Artist Uprising podcast. I'm your host, Ketch Smith. Today's feature of our top 25 creatives in DFW is Bobby Serta. Bobby is on staff with the Dallas Cowboys. He started out as a graphic designer and just got a promotion, which we talk about in our conversation. In this episode, we talk about his job at the Cowboys, how he got the job, and what it's been like to work for the Dallas Cowboys. We talked about the different projects he has worked on, some of his favorite projects, what he loved about those. We talked about the importance of critique and making sure the work you're putting out is your best. We talked about his process of when he knows when his project is ready to be shown to his client or the world. He went through his checklist and the questions he asks himself before he presents his work to someone. Bobby is a great dude and is incredibly talented and creative. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Here is my conversation with Bobby Serta. Bobby, thanks for being on the podcast. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Uh, What do you got going on today? You said you got some meetings and stuff, but is it a crazy uh, day? Nah, not too crazy. Cowboys play tonight. Yeah. I'm trying to get home before that, but... um, no, man, I'll be at the AT&T headquarters after this. We'll pro- probably grab lunch first, and then, um, you know, we have some business there. Yeah. Just hang out um, till about 530. Then. Do you go to all the games? Um, all the or do you go to the, the games? Game. Okay. Go to the home Is it a home game, game tonight? Uh, no, it's in Chicago. Okay. Yep, so yeah. I don't go to cool. those games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're at the Cowboys. Yeah. You work for the Dallas Cowboys. How long have you been there? Uh, going on three years. February will be three years now. Wow. It's kind of flown by. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what... Two questions. First, what has it been like the, in those three years? Mm-hmm. Has it been crazy, awesome? Kind of talk about like just okay. what you've been through. Yeah, so right, right away when I got uh, hired on, um, I was a little overwhelmed with um, just being immersed in the print world, like the, the T-shirts and, and all that yeah. stuff that I didn't know. But I think about after a year of, of, you know, designing merchandise for the Cowboys, I got a really good feel of the customer and over the next year was really just, you know, showcasing what I can do and taking ownership projects, things like that. And um, I started to just kind of look around for the next step. I interviewed with a couple of other other companies, um, but then this opportunity within the organization came up and um, was lucky enough to, to land that position. And that's what I'm doing now. So yeah. I'm doing all the marketing for 8180 and AT&T relationship. Okay. Um, so 8180 is an extension of the Jones family, uh, Cowboys companies, you know. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my position. Interesting, now. yeah. It's, that's it's cool. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. How did, you, how did you get to the Cowboys? How did you find that job? How did that come about? Um, man, I just looked online. Yeah. D- just the same thing. The, the job I was at before I was working with the church, um, I was just in a, in a place where I was looking for a new challenge. Yeah. And um, searched uh, best companies to work for in Dallas. Uh, and just like a Google search? Yeah, just a Google search. <laughs> and old. saw the Cowboys were hiring. And, and I think uh, I've talked to you about this a little bit before, but just working at places you're passionate about yeah. is a, re- a really good formula. For me, it is. Yeah. And um, 
I've been a Cowboys fan my whole life, and I, I just was really excited when I saw there was an opening there that, you know, the job description really uh, matched like my qualifications or yeah. what I was able to do. Yeah. And so I applied. My boss said he was the first that I was the first um, candidate he saw that that he was even remotely interested in. And he said I was the only one he interviewed. Wow. And he offered me a job like within forty eight hours. And wow. Yeah. That's incredible. In a week I was in the office working. Yeah. It was cool. What was the what was the job title? Like what was your responsibility? Just graphic designer. Graphic designer. Uh, so okay. for specifically for merchandise. Okay. So so apparel. Okay, mm-hmm. so you would design everything like on T-shirts and stuff. Yes, that that was that, that was your was, role. Mm-hmm. And I helped a little bit with with the marketing. Just in the in the early part, it was it was a little bit more, but it kind of just tailed off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to be back in, in marketing yeah. now. Yeah, that's awesome. And now you're doing you're all just in marketing. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing all the design, anything creative for the relationship that 8180 has with AT and T, uh, the brand shop specifically. So that's all of the AT and T apparel. Um, so okay. I'm creating uh, any kind of touch point um, marketing wise is what I'm doing. Wow. And we're getting ready to launch a social media campaign and yeah, and, uh, yeah that's that's. My is job. it a lot? Like, is there a lot of work that Man. that needs to be done? And just yeah. like, is it a, a time crunch a lot of the times, or what yeah, is it? Yeah, just just yesterday, like? I, I was talking to you before we yeah. you know started recording. Um, we did this pop up yesterday, which was supposed to be a one day event, um, and then we decided at 5 p.m. that it was going to be a two day event. So I had to create, you know, the, yeah. the email that goes out for that, the the digital signage in the elevators, and you know, any kind of store signage we needed inside. Uh, yeah, just on the spot. I was in a print room yesterday, uh, in, at the AT and T headquarters. Just stole a chair from another room and just tried to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. dang, was, that's crazy. Kind of fun. Though. Yeah, it's yeah. Fun. yeah. So let's go back all the way to like the very beginning of when you started, like your. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna call it like your um, your passion for creating mm-hmm. and um, creating art, uh, mm-hmm. calligraphy, graphic design, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, whatever, however you want to define it. Yeah. When did that? How did that start? And when did you kind of go? I kind of want to make a career out of this and see what I can do yeah. in this field. So, you know, drawing letters is, is something I've always been into. Um, I was telling this story to one of my friends the other day. Uh, when I was a kid, man, um, so I grew up, we lived with my grandma a lot, and um, my uncle, who was, he was in and out of prison, is, was the case, and so he would come stay with my grandma, you know, from time to time, mm-hmm. and he was a tattoo artist, and he would do tattoos at my grandma's house, like in the back, and I was in second grade, and he was amazing at lettering and portraits and I was a little kid back there watching him tattoo his friends and was just amazed by it. And I can remember thinking, like, how cool it was that all his friends trusted him so much mm-hmm. to draw something on their body that was going to last forever. And that, that kind of just stayed with me. And he would, he would teach me how to draw. We would draw. I remember drawing, like, Metallica logos and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, so, so that's always been, like inside of me like it just instilled in me and and um as an adult i didn't really take it take it too serious as something that i can make a living off of or just pursue at all so yeah. I, I and you know when i was like 28 i decided to go back to school and um i was going for architecture because i was working at an engineering firm and i was you know meeting with architects a lot and was yeah. just fascinated by what they were doing so i started school for architecture and 
and was like, this isn't really for me. This, I love the creative part, but there was just too much, too many rules with architecture. And um, ran into some people in Austin that were from Dallas designing t-shirts. And um, they, they were in the same school as me at UTA and, and told me you know, what they're majoring in, visual communications. And, and I switched to that. And um, yeah, man, it, it's, been, it's been really good ever since. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in the classes that I was taking, I don't remember the guy's name, man, which is kind of sad, but he came and he was a hand lettering artist and he just like did a talk to the class one day. Yeah. And I remember thinking, you know, with this experience I've had, like with, with my uncle, I wasn't impressed by this guy at all. Like, but everybody else was. And I was like, this isn't, yeah. I, don't, I didn't, I just wasn't <laughs> impressed. Like no disrespect. No, yeah. But I was like, I could, if they're amazed off of this, right. I can I, I could do something just as good. So that really, like, I started implementing hand lettering into my school projects, and man, it it's hadn't been the same since. Like, as That's soon crazy. as I started doing that, yeah. like, people were like, I was getting so much praise and so much, like, I started freelancing, charging people for yeah. drawing letters, like, within two and a half months of seriously, yeah, and got a job at Fellowship, like, yeah. really quick off of my lettering, and. Um, yeah, man, it's it's opened so many doors for me. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I took it serious like right away. Like yeah. when I saw the the attention that guy was getting, um, and I knew I can do it, I dedicated my time. I was doing yeah. it every single day. Like, every did it come naturally for you? Yeah. Like, it just did. like lettering and the the actual like skill of drawing letters and making them look the way that you make them look. Like, did that it come natural, of... or did you have to like work at that? And of course, like it takes mm-hmm. practice, but. I remember telling my wife one time, like this, like I feel like um, this is just kind of coming together. Like mm-hmm. it happened really. Fa- I, got, I got good really quickly. Yeah. And um, but that's not to say I, I didn't put in the time. Right. Um, uh, I put in a lot of time, and I still do. Um, I'll still look at some of the stuff that I'd done just months ago and and see things that I, I can imp- improve on. Um, so yeah, I, I try to stay sharp in that yeah. way and just, yeah. just keep going. But yeah, it did come kind of naturally, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I think it was it was also from the exposure of, of like my uncle as a kid, like right. like viewing um, lettering with the with the um, uh, critiques eye, you know, like right. he, he was always showing me what was wrong with what and how this could be better and why this this worked. Yeah, so I kind of had that inside of me already. Yeah, how did people how did people see what you were doing? Were you like putting it out like on Instagram or mm-hmm. social media? How yeah. did you get it out that this is what you're doing and you're trying to? Um, so Sell yeah, it. I was always, um, going to all sorts of different art shows in okay. Dallas, um, in Oak Cliff a lot, like, uh, Sour Grapes was always doing something. So I was at all the Sour Grapes shows and they were like sharing their stuff on social media. Um, so I started doing the same. And when I was doing it every single day, um, I was posting every single day. I would post crap, honestly, like just, you know, beginner type stuff. Yeah. And just the little likes you get off of that kind of motivates you, yeah. you know? And um, yeah, I was staying fueled off of off of just little likes in the in the beginning for a long time. Yeah. And then once I started getting people hitting me up for logos and stuff, um, you know that kind of creates a domino effect. They start telling like other right. businesses will see, and they started coming to me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, I've done I've done logos for a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Now, and I'm doing one right now. Um, yeah, it, it's all a lot off social media. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And so you, so when you start, this is a question that oh, like that fascinates me is how did you like when you start selling things mm-hmm. and people start coming to you like, hey, can I can you give me a create a logo or mm-hmm. whatever? Um, maybe they maybe they're asking for a favor, but like 
how did you how did you know or how did you decide this is my this is my price this is what I am willing to go for and you know you're going to take it or leave it yeah. you know how did you decide on that number maybe it's different for mm-hmm. um, every job but it is honestly yeah. it is different for every job um, but even now in the beginning I was just guessing you know mm-hmm. I would just guess but there's this uh, book that comes out like every three or four years it's called uh, the the designers um, Handbook Guild or something like that. Okay. I forget the name. It's a long title. Um, but they, they'll post pricing for like, um, you know, mom and pop stores or whatever it is up to like huge corporate okay. companies. Yeah. And they're saying if you're doing a logo for them, this is a, the ballpark of what you sh- should charge. Um, so once I found that, I, I use that as a gauge. And like if I know someone... You know, sometimes I hook them up. Sure. Um, sometimes I, I, I turn the job down completely. If I'm too close to someone, it's so hard to yeah. design for them. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's all a case by case situation. Yeah. Yeah. What's been the the most challenging part? Maybe it's in your like freelance. Maybe like let's just look at your career mm-hmm. as a whole. What's been the most challenging part of? Is it like trying to find your style or trying to find the perfect customer or? you know, running a business. I don't know what is, what has been the most challenging part? Challenging, um, I think is, is presenting, yeah, presenting mm. my work, um, especially like in the corporate setting. It, it, yeah. it can be very intimidating, man. Um, but just being prepared and really going over everything I want to talk about, writing down all the points that I want to make and having notes has helped a lot. I think I've come a long way in, in that sense. When I first, um, when I was working at the church, you know, we would get just these little windows to to pitch an idea to, like, I mean, you know the people that were in charge there. Yeah. Uh, um, and I was horrible at it. I was really <laughs> Like bad pitching your... Yeah, pitching my vision, yeah. you know? Yeah, And uh, here, at, at working with the Cowboys, they've been a lot more receptive, a lot more open, and um, I think I've gained some a level of trust yeah. that... Uh, yeah, I think just being prepared for it, but but for sure pitching and, and presenting my work yeah. has been the most challenging. Is it, what about pitching your work is the most like intimidating or the most, because it is vulnerable. It's like, this is yeah. my work and this yeah. is, you know, I've created this. Um, now you critique it, you know, like yeah. that's very, that's vulnerable. You're opening yourself up, but. I think the challenge for me has been, um, you know, you're in a room filled with like half of it's filled with people that you interact with every day. And right. They kind of know you on this personal level. Um, and then the other half is filled with people you don't really interact with much, but they're probably the ones that are going to decide whether we're going to do this right. or not. <laughs> and being able to balance like this level of professionalism, um, and communicating, you know, your vision in, in, a, yeah. in a respectable manner and being able to put yourself in, in their, you know, in their shoes and see your work from their eyes. I try to use, um, you know, the, the, I try not to use design words. I've gotten critique from that before. Like you're saying words that we don't understand. You yeah. Know? So I try to use like everyday terms instead of saying like kerning and tracking and letting <laughs> yeah. and, you know, things like that. Yeah. So, That's yeah. funny. That's awesome. Um, Ah, oh, man, I had a question. It just left me. Uh, it'll come back. Uh, oh, here it is. So you talk a lot about, uh, like, critiquing your work mm-hmm. and having an eye of critique, making how can we make this better? Let's. Why is that, um, one, so important to you? Because, I mean, like, knowing you mm-hmm. um, and, and just listening to you talk, like, you always want it to be better. Why mm-hmm. is that such an important 
um, thing for you to like look at your work, appreciate it, but also go, okay, how can we, how can we make this better? There's yeah. ways this can be better. How do we do that? Yeah, I, I think um, you know you're putting your name on everything you 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 put out there, and um, you know you you want to put your best foot, foot forward every time and being open to to that critique and and making sure the work you're putting out is appropriate for the project. That's one of the biggest lessons I've learned. Mm. Um, I used to try to implement my style onto things. Um, when yeah, I saw little success doing that. You know, I, I did see some success. Sometimes it works out great. Yeah. Um, but I think making uh, creative solutions to things um, in the most appropriate way is is very very important. And doing that at a really high uh, high quality is is just as important. Yeah. Yeah. So when do you, when do you know? this project is ready to be shown or presented or this is going out like yeah it's done i'm done with it i'm sending it to my client yeah um i think when all when all the um questions have been answered you know uh is is this appropriate is this a clear communication of where we want to take this um and is it you know is it something i can be proud of right and you know all, when all those three things are checked off the box i think that's when when, when it's yeah ready. yeah um, not to say that that's a foolproof formula. Sometimes, you know, we'll check all those boxes, send it out, and it gets, right. you know, it comes right. back to you. Yeah. But, you know, that, that's what I do, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you know when you are um, putting your style on another piece of work? Or, you know, like, it's not really you, but it's kind of you, and you're trying to, uh, you're trying to, um, you, you just use the phrase, um, insert your, your style onto something how do you know when that is and how do you adjust from there well usually i'll, I'll take um you know if it if it's at work it's very very um unique situation like um mm. I, I do see an opportunity coming up in january that i can implement some of what i'm doing like freelance wise into what we're about yeah. to start doing um but usually that'll come from the direction immediately like um i do a lot of work with with merrick and when Merrick comes to me, I know I just got to do what I do, you know. Yeah. Um, but if I'm at work, I got I have to do what's most appropriate for for right. that situation. Right. You kind of yeah. readjust and mm-hmm. and of course, it, it, knowing the job or the person you're yeah. working with that helps yeah, well, to like a huge help. Yeah. Like with Merrick, you're like, okay, I know I can mm-hmm. I can be myself. Mm-hmm. At the Cowboys, it's kind of like what's what's appropriate what, for the brand. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah that yeah. makes sense. Um, what's been the best part about all of this? Like maybe it's all a freelance or a project you've done or mm-hmm. something that you just, you love, but what's been the best part about doing, doing what you're passionate about? Honestly, um, not to get like all sappy, but like exposing it to my kids and, yeah. and, um, and my wife as well. Like just, just showing both of my kids that, um, you can do what you love like every single day and, and, um, be proud of it and making. Uh, a living off of it and you know live comfortably off yeah. of it and um i think it's working you know because yeah. they're both super excited they love going up to work with me they love drawing <clears throat> with me um yeah and i think mia that's awesome mia always says she wants to be a teacher and a designer uh-huh. <laughs> so i think she's just kind that's of great easy yeah. for now yeah. but, but we'll see <laughs> I, I love that part of it man yeah. i love showing them like yeah. different different things you can do in different places you can go with with your passion right mm-hmm. did you like growing up did you think that this is what you would be doing for a living Heck. like did you ever dream of like <laughs> no. you'd be a designer working nope. for the cowboys nope. like 
Not at all, man. Um, I don't think it was, you know, until I was like 28 or 29, so I even fathomed like um, being able to design for a living, you know? Yeah. And, um, but once I saw that, once I saw that it was an opportunity, then I knew I was going to make it happen. Yeah. But yeah, growing up, uh, I had no clue what I was going to do yeah. and no clue what I even wanted to do. Like a lot of people, you know, a lot of people don't know what, what, what they want to do till later in life. Um, but I was lucky enough to, to have opportunities to, to um, you know, to, to strike on those opportunities. Yeah, you know, yeah for sure. sure. It worked out for me. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's been your, some of your favorite projects? Like something that like maybe a brand you worked with or... Um, that, you know, that I'm... I will always be uh, very proud of that district barbershop. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, man, um, just just how um, we've established, you know, it's not it's not all the, the design elements of it because the culture there is what I'm most proud of and just how, how accurate all of the visual identity it li- lines up with their culture. Um, it's been such a natural relationship with them and they've trusted me almost fully like I rarely get any kickback from them mm-hmm. and, um, I feel like we're on the same page um, so yeah that project I'm, I'm very very proud yeah. of I'll always be proud of that project yeah and then you know just being able <clears throat> I've been a Cowboys fan my whole life so being any kind of close to to that star yeah uh, I still every single day remind myself how lucky I am yeah. just to walk in that building and yeah I'm super proud of that do you well. is your office at the star yeah, okay. so I just got you know with this new position I got I got um, a new desk as well and it's butted up against the the window. Oh, I, I saw that on watch, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get to watch practice. You know, I got I took binoculars for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it's, awesome. It's fun. It's super cool. That's man. cool. Do you do any collaborations? Like, have you collabed with anybody? Any anybody in Dallas or anything? Um, I'm working on a collaboration right now. Um, it's through Merrick, um, so I don't I don't really know the artist like on a personal level. Okay, but um, we're doing a mural in um, shops at Park Lane. Um, it's a okay. huge mural, um, so I'm doing the lettering for that. And you um, just did the fiction coffee. Yeah, fiction coffee. Yeah. yeah. So um, not not August, fiction. It is fiction. Yeah, fiction, fiction yeah, coffee. Yeah, yeah. They're they're they do like a Christmas pop up every year. Yeah. Uh, That's my awesome. boy Augustine, um, Dummy Fresh is his Instagram name. Okay. Uh, he he actually executed that mural for me. Um, I was I had family wow. in town, yeah. and, and so he he went out. He's an amazing lettering artist as well. Um, so I I trust him fully with with yeah. um, you know helping me out and really more than helping me, man. That guy's amazing. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can people find you? How can people connect with you? Maybe they want a, a logo or something. How can they yeah, connect with you? Uh, the best way is through Instagram. It's just at uh, bobby.serta and then uh, my website, bobbyserta.com. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Bobby, thank you for doing this. Appreciate thank you for your time this. and yeah. um, all the advice that you've given. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Yep. We are the artists that make our cities one of a kind. We are the artists behind all the beauty, even in your home. From the architecture that defines the place where you rest to the space in between lined with fine art, handcrafted furniture, and vintage finds, there was an artist who gave you a priceless gift, a piece of themselves. It is our mission to abolish the term starving artistry. This podcast is about interviewing those who have paved the way with their successes in the arts and entertainment industry. Tune in as they give other emerging artist listeners tips to success, as well as advice in the midst of a tipping point. This podcast series will also be a platform to discover together new emerging talent from all over the world. Stay tuned and explore the next Artist Uprising. Use hashtag Artist Uprising to join the movement.